Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Today, I want to talk to you about finding someone who, blank, 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 whatever you fill it in with. So often inside my Facebook group, women will share one of those, you know, quotes, like a pretty picture with this saying, and they'll say something like, find someone who appreciates this about you or wants this or whatever. I'll get into the details of all that, but there's something fundamentally backwards about these posts that I don't like because it's basically expressing that your happiness lies with finding someone who does, feels, says, whatever, instead of being able to empower ourselves by finding happiness within ourselves. So yes, while many of us after divorce want to meet someone new and want to start a new relationship and find someone who's going to treat us well, I'm all for it. But don't make it about that they have to meet these criteria necessarily beyond like the obvious of like being trustworthy and faithful and that kind of stuff. But let's get into the the other things that we, you know, Mr. Perfect kind of a concept or Ms. Perfect for that matter, whatever it is that you're looking for. Um, well, let's get into it because I want to debunk some of the things that we tend to look for. And I want you to learn to find it within yourself because when you do, you'll also find it outside of you. Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and day today. My name is Elizabeth and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself, and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, and coaching, and that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I'm also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried, and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back. So I want to share some of these quotes or these, um, ah, yeah, quotes is a good word, actually, that inspired this episode. Um, One of the ones I saw in my Facebook group the other day, and I know there's humor attached to this, and we're all just trying to be a little funny sometimes as well, and there's nothing wrong with that. It just, it made me realize how often I see things like this that are not necessarily in humor. It's like, I want this. So here's the one that ultimately inspired this episode, but I'll be sharing more with you. It said, um, find that person who will play and stroke your hair and tell you how soft it is and not even care that it's on your legs. So I get the humor there and that's all fine, but it still speaks to this sort of mentality of, you know, finding someone, so the happiness is finding someone outside of you who will make you feel good regardless, right? Um, here's some. Here's another one, which I just, these things irk me. <laughs> Love isn't finding someone to live with, it's finding someone you can't live without. Well, I would argue that there's no one in this whole world you can't live without. That's implying that your value, your value in life, your appreciation for this life that you have been given lies with finding someone outside of you. 
It's not true. The people in our life enhance our life. The people that we love in our life um, add value, add experience, add pleasure, add all kinds of value and wonderful things to our lives. But none of those people or things or experiences are such that without them, you can't live without it. And it's when we start to think like that, and we think that there's a love out there for us that other people somehow experience that is so great and so wonderful and so soulmatey that, you know, when we meet that person, then we will be happy. When we're loved in that way, then everything will be okay. Not true. Because if you don't know how to find happiness in yourself, then eventually even that is going to break down. The thing is, we end up reading these quotes and thinking, yes, that's what I want and that's what I deserve. And that's what matters to me. And I have to find that person. And I believe you're set up, setting yourself up, I should say, for disappointment because they're very, you know, it's very easy to write something pretty, right? Like it's very easy to say these things sometimes or most of the time. And every now and then actually in my group, I'll say this underneath. What does it even mean? Have you thought about what it really means to meet someone like that or what they're even talking about? So here's one that I read um, that just made no sense to me. So excuse me while I read. It's beautiful when you find someone that is in love with your mind. Okay, I get that. Someone who wants to undress your conscience and make love to your thoughts. Okay. Someone that wants to watch you slowly take down all the walls you've built up around your mind and let them inside. So, I mean, I get what they're trying to say, except I have a little trouble with making love to my thoughts. I'm not exactly sure what that means um, or undressing my conscience, but they're using really special words and deep words. And you really have to think about what does this mean? What does it mean to have that kind of relationship? You might just read it and go, oh my God, yes, that's what I want. But what is it? And are you that person? And that's really what I want to talk about today. When we put all these sort of this framework, this beautiful words, this soulmate um, vibe out there. This is what I'm looking for. And does that person even exist? I don't know if that person exists. But the one thing you can answer is, are you that person? We can't expect to find someone who's going to make love to our thoughts unless we know what that is. And unless we're willing to do that for someone else. Now, I know I chose one that's a little bit extreme, but there's a lot of these kinds of these shares out there where people put this up on Instagram and their stories or they put it up in my Facebook group. And it's like, oh, yes, this is what I want. or This really speaks to me. And then underneath, there'll be lots of other women who say things like, yes, this is what I want. Or does it even exist? No, it doesn't. You know what? That person that I just read about making love to your thoughts and undressing your conscience, I don't even know what it means. And I don't know that I'm that person. So who am I to ask for that person? And the very first one I read to you about, you know, the hair and whether it's touching your legs, uh, your hair and your legs or your head, head, whatever, like it's funny, but it's, it's fundamentally what we're all trying to say is that we want to be loved for who we are. That is the basis of what we want. And 
I, every single one of us deserves to be loved for who we are. And in the relationship, when you're seeking a relationship, no matter who you're with, dating, whatever, the goal has to be that you can show up fully as yourself and be comfortable doing so, feel emotionally safe doing so, and be loved for that person. When we try to change ourselves or alter ourselves or fit in or be liked by being someone else, that's when we lose ourselves. But that's something we choose to do. You can't fault another person for the fact that you are changing who you are to be with them. If you have to change anything about yourself, like I'm talking about fundamental things, not like some little habits maybe or whatever. I'm talking about who you are. If you feel that you have to in some way show up in a different way just to be liked by someone, you know what? That someone isn't for you. Then you have not found your person. And then that kind of brings me to just that. Who are your people? Your people are the people who think of you as their people, meaning you have things in common. You like hanging out. Spending time together has value. So how do we step into a world after we've been married for 20 years, 15 years, 40 years, 50 years, three years? We've been with this person for years and it didn't work out. Maybe you were betrayed. Maybe, who knows, something happened and the relationship has failed. It's fallen apart and here you are. You are now out there again and it's really hard to find someone. You don't want to make a mistake again. You don't want to choose the wrong person. You don't want to go through this again. I remember, I was like, all I kept thinking about was, what do I need to learn about myself? What do I need to do or say, or who do I need to be so I don't end up in a divorce or a big split again? Because that was the last thing I wanted in my life. Now we have to be very honest with ourselves. There are of course no guarantees. You never know fully what's going to happen. And if you want to be with someone, you have to take that risk. Loving other people is risky. Going into relationships with other people can be risky. You could experience loss. Loss comes in many forms, by the way, not just because someone leaves you. It could be because someone dies, for example. There's no guarantees. Maybe someone leaves because they have to, because of a job. Maybe, um, I don't know, there's many kinds of losses. Not all of them are because someone is a horrible human being and you end up getting divorced. It's not about that. So as we are heading into this world of finding someone who is perfect, um, like find someone who wants to invest in you, learn from you, see you win, support your visions and fall in love with you daily. I think that sounds amazing to be with someone who wants to invest in me, learn from me, see me win, support my visions, and fall in love with me every day. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? But here's the thing. Are you willing to do that for yourself? Do you invest in you every day? Do you learn from yourself and the things that happen to you in life? Do you support your visions? Do you spend time daily, weekly, monthly, dreaming and taking steps towards your dreams and your visions of the kind of life you want to live? Do you fall in love with who you are on a regular basis, never mind daily? Do you even address 
loving yourself? Do you do any of that work? If you are not doing these things for yourself, and you know what, honestly, most of us are not, then who are we to go out there and say, I have to find someone who does all that for me? No, you have to do it for yourself first. The thing is, you will not meet a person who does all that. I think it sounds wonderful to have someone who invests in me emotionally and time-wise, someone who learns from me, who's willing to listen to the things that I say and learn, who I also can learn from, by the way. Someone who supports me, like really supports me, who loves to see me win, who falls in love with me daily. That would be great. But do I know how to do that for, for that person? Do I know how to do it for me? Do I do that for the people that are already in my life that I love? Start there. Start with yourself and start with the people that are in your life. Because the reason that you have not met this person who does all these beautiful things for you is because you are not doing those for yourself you won't even recognize that person because you don't know what it's like to be around people who truly invest in you because you don't invest in you. If you don't fall in love with yourself, if you're not madly in love with who you are, just because of who you are, then how could you recognize the kind of love that is would fall in love with you every single day? You know... So that kind of brings me to the question of what does it mean to fall in love with yourself? Because I talked about this in my Facebook group this morning and that's what inspired this post, as I said, and or this episode. And somebody asked me, well, how do you fall in love with yourself? And it's actually kind of easy, honestly, but it really is about meeting yourself where you are right now and accepting who you are. It's not about trying to be perfect. It's not about doing better, being better, being bigger, being anything. It's not about that. It's got nothing to do with your looks. It's got nothing to do with money. It's got nothing to do with how many people you have in your life. It is about looking at yourself in the mirror in the morning and saying, I'm happier here today. And it's about being able to say to yourself, I'm doing the best I can. And it's about being able to say to yourself, today wasn't a great day. Um, but I showed up for myself and I love that about myself. It's about saying, I love my ability to smile and make other people smile. Or I love the fact that even though I'm a really messy person, I can appreciate that other people like tidy spaces. I don't know. It's about being able to say to yourself that I'm okay with who I am. I'm okay with where I'm at right now. And, and here's the important thing. The things that I'm not that great or happy about, like, for example, I wish I was eating more healthy food or I wish I was sleeping more. Um, I really need to take better care of my body and myself. Loving yourself is doing that. Loving yourself is going to bed and making sure you get a good night's sleep. Loving yourself is when you go to the grocery store, choosing healthy food that nourishes you. I'm not talking about diets. I'm not talking about losing weight. I am talking about loving yourself so much that you want to eat healthy food so you can feel and be your best. Because let's face it, we are what we eat. If we eat crap, we feel like crap. And we end up judging ourselves for eating crap. And we end up feeling and, and judging how we look because of the crap we eat. 
if you're eating really well, not talking about diets, I'm going to say that again, I'm not talking about diets, I'm talking about eating healthy food, good for your food, food that's good for your brain and good for your muscles and good for your bones and good for your body and that tastes good and feels good, you will feel good about yourself doing that. You can look at the food and go, I have made a meal that shows that I love myself. I would like to be around other people who love themselves too. I would like to show someone how much I love myself and how much I love them. It means that when you're around other people, you can say to them, like it could be family, friends, um, co-workers, I love seeing how you take care of yourself. You go for a walk every single day at lunch and you always grab something really healthy to eat. That really impresses me. I'm going to try to do that as well. It's showing other people that you notice. It's showing other people that you take care of yourself. It's showing yourself that you notice when you do something good. Maybe you just went into a meeting today and kicked ass. Like you just said all the great things you had prepared, you helped, you made a difference. But maybe you stumbled over one sentence and so you go out of that meeting and you go oh geez i can't believe i stumbled over that sentence or do you go out of that meeting and say wow i really kicked some ass today i did really well we don't do enough of the praising and the self-loving and the patting on the back on our own back start patting yourself on the back start praising yourself start noticing what an amazing human being you are because you are Start uh, complimenting yourself, flattering yourself, and start doing it with everyone else around you. When you start creating that space of, I take care of myself, I'm proud of myself, I praise myself, I compliment myself, I compliment you, I flatter you, I, I'm proud of you, and this sort of positive vibe all around you for yourself out and outward, you will naturally attract other people who notice those things about you and about themselves. Now you have found someone who wants to invest in you, learn from you, see you win and support your visions. Because first of all, that person has already been found. It's you. You're already doing it. You're falling in love with yourself every single day when you wake up and look in the mirror and every night when you go to bed, you can feel good about who you were that day. And you know that the people in your life feel the same way about you. The happiness in your life, the satisfaction, the love, it doesn't come from finding certain people. It comes from inside you. And it is so big and so abundant that it naturally attracts more of that all around you. So you're finding it within yourself and you're finding it all around you. One of the best ways to feel love in this world is to give it. It is, it is such an incredible feeling to love someone. To, to And I'm not just talking romantic love. I'm talking all kinds of love. To show appreciation and pride and, and notice things and be loving towards other people, to be the one who gives, who invests their time in others, who supports others, who praises their wins and notices the things that they accomplish. It feels good to be that person who makes someone else light up because you noticed how well they did today. 
By being that person, you will bring those people into your life. It happens on its own. But don't start by having to find them first in order for you to feel good. Invest in yourself and others will invest in you as well. But if you don't think you're worthy of that, if you don't know how to invest in yourself, if you don't know how to dream and support your dreams, if you don't know how to love yourself, you are not going to notice when other people do. You're not going to see it because you're too busy putting yourself down or you're too busy looking for someone to fill a hole that has to be filled by you. So it all starts with you. The really great thing about that is that you will always be okay. You will always be strong. You will always be loved. You'll always be safe. You'll always be enough. You'll always belong to someone, yourself. I'm not saying we don't need or want to have other people in our life. Of course we do. But you cannot go into a relationship expecting another person to fill all the gaps in your life. Because then you're going to meet someone who might think that they can fill those gaps because they have their own and they expect you to fill them as well. And so you just end up being these two people who are just constantly trying to fill the holes for other people but you're not filling the holes in your own heart or in your own soul, the gaps that are inside you. So let's turn the light on. Let's turn the light on in our heart and let's turn it inward first. Let's light up our soul on our own first. And then let's find a way to light up for other people who are already in our life. Our children, our, like I said, our, our co-workers, our friends, our family. Let's start there. Let's just start lighting ourselves up and sharing that light with everyone in our life. Start being that person that you want to find. Start being that person for you and then for everyone else. And people will just naturally gravitate towards you because who doesn't want to be around a loving, brightly shining person like that? And the people that you want in your life will show up in your life. Let's talk a bit about feeling chosen. I know that's another one I see a lot and I really get it. You know, when we come out of divorce, uh, depending on how things went down, but very often we don't feel chosen anymore. You know, the great thing about meeting someone and dating and falling in love is feeling chosen. And when the marriage ends, and especially if it's ended because of an affair by the other person, then we end up feeling that we are no longer chosen. In fact, they've chosen someone else. Somebody else won, right? And it feels lousy. And we all want to feel chosen. And I saw a post today in my Facebook group that I just want to read to you. Um... And she shared that she had been out with friends recently and it had caused her to think back on her marriage. Um, And she realized that she'd never been a guy's first choice. Um, That she always felt or that people, you know, if a man had walked over to her group of friends that she was part of, it was like after they'd been turned down by two or three of the others that they then would ask her. And so she had never really felt chosen, like number one chosen, just the 
the default, the one that was left. And now that her marriage is over and she's going back out there, she doesn't want to feel that way. And I'd like to share a little bit with you about what I shared with her because I really understand that feeling. When I came out of my marriage, my ex-husband had also had or was having an affair and had been with her for a year. Um, you know, I had been lied to so many times and which means that every time he lied, he had chosen her over me. That's how I felt. And I remember reflecting on my marriage and thinking, I never felt really chosen for many years, even before the affair. I just always felt, I just felt I didn't matter that much anymore. You know, I didn't feel chosen in love with all those things. So that was a lot of the work that I did when I came out of this marriage was to understand how I can feel chosen and what I have to do, my inner work again, to not settle for someone who didn't choose me first. Like, I don't mean chose me before I chose them, but I am their number one choice. They couldn't imagine being with anyone else. That's what we all want, right? So the this, of course, as well as, like I talked about earlier, is very closely connected to the whole self-love thing and choosing ourselves. We have to choose ourselves. So how do you choose yourself, right? How do you how do you make that a value for yourself? How do you show that love toward yourself? Well, you do by not allowing others to treat you badly. You do that by not accepting third choice. When you say to yourself that that's okay, then you are not choosing yourself either. You are choosing to be the third or fourth choice. Don't allow that to happen. I get that, you know, sometimes just the way people meet and, you know, you meet someone who meets someone. I I understand all those things can happen. But if you are not feeling chosen by someone, you're feeling like, okay, so I guess it's just the two of us left here. I guess I'll talk to you now. Make a polite excuse and walk away from that conversation. I don't ever want you to feel like you were not number one. But you have to choose to be number one in order to be number one for someone else. You have to help them understand that, look, I appreciate you coming over and talking to me, but, you know, I think it's better if both of us go and talk to someone where we feel like we're number one, where we're getting number one and where we're choosing to be number one. That's okay. You can even say that to someone. You know, it's not necessary for you to be polite or to settle and accept seconds or thirds. It's not okay. And you don't have to accept that. It has nothing to do with looks. It has nothing to do with how much you weigh. It has nothing to do with who you are. It's about chemistry. It is about moments. It is about you choosing you. And remember, everyone loves to feel chosen. So start again with the people around you. Start with yourself. Choose the people around you. Show them that they're chosen. Pay attention when they're talking. Listen to what they're saying. Engage in their conversation. Make them feel chosen. Make sure that when you invite a group of people over, for example, a group of your friends, or you go out with a group of your friends, that you are choosing to engage with all of them equally. That you are choosing to listen. 
So here is a little closing task for you that you can perhaps journal about. Make your own find your or find a person quote, or if you have one already that you really like, write it down in your journal and then turn the mirror on yourself. Then look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I this person to me? Have I found this in myself? Am I this person with the people around me? And start start writing about that, start being that person, start thinking like that person, and most importantly, start being that person for yourself. I think everything else is gonna work out quite nicely for you if you do. And if you need some help with this, this is the work I do. This is the work I do, and you can find ways to work with me down in the show notes. I'm really grateful for your time here. I am grateful that you chose to be here for yourself today because that is what this podcast is about. It is about you finding inspiration, learning, lessons, a path forward to find something that makes sense to you where you can go, yeah, yes, that is how I feel. That's what I need to do. So you're still here because you heard something today that was right for you. So thank you for choosing to do this for yourself and thank you for choosing a blessing and divorce as one of the places where you learn and connect with yourself. I'm so grateful for you and I wish you the most beautiful day and I hope I get a chance to work with you soon and if not, if nothing else, I hope you'll be back here listening, joining in and being part of this community. Maybe you could share this podcast with someone who might also need to hear the kind of things that we talk about here. Maybe um, you haven't subscribed yet. You could do that. Or maybe you haven't shared a review yet. I would love to hear why you have chosen a blessing and divorce as a place to go for healing and inspiration. That would mean the world to me. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. And I will talk to you soon.